Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Because of you, we're in the top 1.5% out of almost 4 million podcasts. This is so exciting, building the IP from the ground up, holding my hand and us doing it together. I'm so in gratitude. We have a lot of giveaways from artists, poets, so many different giveaways. So make sure you're liking, subscribing, clicking the link below and enter in the giveaway. You get on the newsletter, you can enter in the giveaway. I want to hear from you one or two valuable things you learned from this episode. And please do share this with at least one person on social media, however you like to share and care. It really means the world to us as independent podcasters. Speaking of, I have an independent podcaster on for you today. His podcast also is in the top 1.5% out of all podcasts. So we've actually, he had me on his podcast and we were talking, caring and sharing and had a lot in common. So we decided to go into 2023 collaborating together and empowering one another, sharing and caring through education, our ethics, morals, we align on certain ways. So this is very, very cool. His name's Ty Greenfield. He goes by aka The Mayor. He's the host of the best NFT media nominated NFT and chill podcast, Web3 and NFT consultant at GuidePoint Global Surge. Oh, wow. Expect Marketplace, event speaker, community builder, and Twitter Spaces host. Today, we're going to be talking about education and Web3, DeFi, his podcast, and NFT use cases. Here we go. No further ado. The mayor, how you doing? Thanks for joining me. Yeah, I'm super stoked to be here. Thank you so much, Katie. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to get into it for sure. Very cool. We'll have in the link below uh, the link to Mayor's podcast with the episode featuring me, which was the first episode of the year, January 2023 and season two. So that's such an honor. Let's just dive into podcast talk, right? You're definitely a culture kid, the vibe of Web3, of what's happening like before the world knows the alpha you just how did you get into one crypto nft and then when did you like scale and pivot into podcasting because you had one season so let's go through that process of like how you perked up and heard about crypto blockchain nfts and then at which point did you decide oh like a podcast about nfts would be chill yeah absolutely it's a great question so how i got into nfts and like crypto and all that i would say you know just the decentralization cryptocurrency and what vitalik buterin did when he created ethereum and why he did it that really spoke to me you know um just giving the people the, average people like ourselves, they have power to kind of control and more ownership over their assets. That was the biggest thing for me. Um, and I was deeply involved in the AMC and GameStop whole you know, stock run up. Then I got into NFTs because a friend of mine was telling me about... Which year was that? The, or which month? In game? When was that? The GameStop? That was probably 2020. Um, you know, they were, it was just this big movement on Reddit. We were fighting it back against the institutions and how they control, you know, the stock market and all the retail investors, which is what they call just the average person who invests as like a hobby. That is what really spoke to me. And then a friend of mine had told me, you know, NFTs and cryptocurrency and DeFi was very similar to that. So I looked into it and, you know, 
I got into this project, Basefish Mafia, because I really liked the art. And I quickly, they were looking for a community manager, someone to do their social media. And that's my background in web too. So I put my resume in and kind of, I mean, that's kind of the rest is history. And that was like almost two years ago. Well, I love that because you found something you attuned and aligned to, and it was aesthetically because of the love of the art, which is a part of your heart and soul. And then you saw by authentically navigating to what moved you, you were able to get into a flow state. Then there was that position. So you applied community manager, it aligned to what you were already doing. So people always wonder and like, how do I get there? How do I do that? Those thin through lines those very specific through lines and the attention to detail of the choices in our energy that people don't see, but like our choices, what you just identified really like was able to layer on top of one or another. So by that beginning, initially you were set up the caboose in the good way (laughs) for education. So then you learn alpha and terminology community manager, and then they already had their infrastructure. And so they were able to gratefully educate you about the lingo of Web3 because it's that's the most important thing. Like when you're educating and getting involved, that you get involved with the good people. So you're well educated. But how do you know if it's the right language or not when the technology is so new and everyone is jumping ship and then there's all the scams, pumps and dumps that gives it a bad name. But if you do what I did and what you did, right, and you get in with the good people, then you're able to launch in this direction but because so many people they've gotten burned or they have like um you know the lights out they had a bad experience with it they came they went or they were here for the wrong reasons in the first place not just web3 that's in life i mean that just happens with anything that a principle applies to anything in life that we go through yeah absolutely i mean the biggest thing i mean because this this space is so new and everybody starts from the beginning at some point and it is if you try and learn it all at once it is very overwhelming so what i did when i first got in I just tried learning little bits each day. Um, if I if there was something that I didn't know, I went and looked it up. I tried to check out. I mean, some YouTube videos, but you really have to take that with a grain of salt. There is a really good channel that I've been watching since I first got in. It's called Whiteboard Crypto, and they have it so simple. If you're a visual learner, if you are an audio learner, they have it all, and they break it down very simplified. So. Just learning little bits as you go and... And the girl. Yes. The girl. Let's give her a shout out. Like the the one I just came attuned to that Gary V um, like followed her and you're actually friendly with her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's a female new YouTuber. She's doing good educational stuff. What's her name so we can share that with people? Absolutely. Girl in the Verse. She's doing a lot of cool stuff on TikTok. That's kind of her biggest platform. But yeah, for sure. She does a lot of like what's hot in Web3, what's hot in crypto and NFTs. And she breaks it all down in very short, um, simplified content. So there's a lot of good. You just have to figure out who is doing what for the right reasons. And, you know, supporting content creators, supporting individual people who are doing it by themselves. I mean, that's the huge biggest thing. Yeah. If you go off and you're supporting like these huge influencers, you know, you're a dime a dozen in their community. They're not going to know who you are. They're not going to even acknowledge what you're doing. But if you're supporting, you know, independent content creators, they 
I mean, like myself, anybody who retweets some of my stuff or, you know, shares the podcast. I mean, that is that means the world to me. So um, Web3 is definitely about supporting each other and community. Yeah. And it really helps move the needle forward with the, the, the ethical good information to drown out that other stuff. So very important. So, OK, so you were um, 2020, got involved, became a community manager. How long did you do that? And then from that, did you decide, OK, I've learned stuff. I'm ready. I'm filled up. I'm ready. You're a natural. Like I'm ready to spew this out and start sharing my process of my journey along the way and make it interactive. So how was that? I mean, there was a natural pivot since your background is social media and web too. So um, let's talk about that process. Is that how it was? And then you started the podcast. Like how did you navigate from learning and then having a, a job in web three to navigating and having the podcast? Yeah. So you know, I was, I got involved with this project. I, st- you know, I bought some of their NFTs. I got into the Discord. I was very active in the community. I think that's a really big part of Web3. And then, you know, they needed a community manager, which I became. And while I was a community manager, I started going on other people's podcasts like NFT for Newbies, um, Future NFT. I've been on probably 13 uh, NFT podcasts now, but people really enjoyed the sound of my voice. 14. For one. Yeah, 14 now. People enjoyed the sound (laughs) of my voice and the fact that I was knowledgeable and I knew what I was talking about. And the community told me I should start my own podcast, which, you know, I, I didn't really ever think about. So I did that in 2021 in November is when NFT and chill started. And at first it was just like, whatever, I'm going to put out some episodes and see what happens. And I, I got really, cause this is, a, I'm a first time podcaster and, you know, imposter syndrome definitely set in big time, especially in the beginning. Like I was like, I don't think anybody's listening. I, this is junk. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And luckily the community at Base Fish Mafia was like, you know, we want more episodes. Keep putting out more episodes. This is awesome. This is great content. So, you know, I had gone like two or three weeks without putting out an episode and they kept urging me to do it. So I owe them a lot for sure. You know, with two months into it, wow, the show was in the top 5%. So that is what helped me to push on. And now it's in the top well, 1.5%. We were nominated Best NFT Media at NFT NYC last year. It's been heard in over 75 countries. It's in the top 50 in over 30 countries. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, that's so great. Yeah, I do love your voice. You have a great voice. I do voiceovers every single day for my work. So I mean, if you're ever interested, obviously in voiceovers, because one, you just have this serenity to your voice, and it's unique, which is everything in voiceovers, and you have the tech set up. So you need some training for the craft, because there's three elements, right? The tech, the education, and you know, the craft, but uh, let me know so we can make it happen. Because you can do it from anywhere in the world and actually do voiceover since, you know, one part of doing voiceovers is being an independent podcaster or being in like podcast scripted series, you know, which definitely in one right now, which I'm super proud of. I just have to like tell you about it really quick. So um, Undertow Blood Forest, 10 episodes union from these legendary uh, female casting directors in Hollywood. Well, I was like looking the other day and my director and the company Realm, uh, .fm, Realm Media, they did the new Harley Quinn with Christina Ritchie that just came out 
out. Oh my gosh, seven episodes. It's amazing. If you like audio and sound and voice and you want to like maybe be just be entertained of something that's not just something that's so unique, like it's great. But also if you like, if anyone, you know, have a lot of listeners who are into voiceovers and acting, you know, definitely check out that series like Harley Quinn. Yeah, like under Toe Blood Force, obviously the one I'm in as well. <laughs> and then Harley Quinn, uh, just listening to those kind of things, like puts you into this like a uh, imagination world. And it's cool because like as a voiceover artist, actor, podcaster, educator, they all really go hand in hand. You know, they all like blur. It's not like pick one thing, do one thing, keep it for 50 years and retire and have regret and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, we can integrate so many different things. Art, love, social media, web two, pivoting, web two, web three, bridging it seamlessly without it being a dramatic thing, like podcasting. I'm encouraging you like voiceovers, you know, I'm like the queen there. That's how it, and then these finite things too, that's when like things happen and how you grow and build and collaborate. When you pay it forward and you hear something and then you share it with someone, you're shining light on them. Like Gary V, he's like, you know, the father, like in the space of like NFTs, like Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, V, if you know you want to follow him and stuff and he's like the role model for a lot of us to look to him and I was at VCon last May and I'll be there this year hopefully you're going and he's like we need to be louder we need to be more kind we need to take everything you're already doing and like what I'm doing and just like more and be louder with it because we're doing what we do you know and it's chill but like even the people who are doing what they're doing like your community members how they cheered you on individuals like me that's how we get inspired and we want to keep going and growing because we're feeling fulfilled in that way. Like, you know, the education and the kindness because there's going to be the tornado and all the, the junk and whatever it is. But we need to remember to remember the heart, the health, the education, the gratitude and acknowledge those things and acknowledge the people who are doing those things. That's why when you had me on your show and we were talking, I'm like, yo, like you want to be on my show? Like, let's go, you know? And you said, yes, yeah, so here we are. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. The collaboration and synergy. I mean, that is the basis of Web3 community. I mean, people, you know, the community gets beat to death, but I mean, it's really what it is about. I mean, that's why people talk about community so much. And, you know, voiceover, that would definitely be a dream of mine. Yeah. I would love to do that. You know, I wanted to do acting uh, when I was a kid, but some things just never come. But yeah, I would love to do voiceover. People seem to really enjoy my voice. So I was actually playing. Well, it's coming. I mean. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, there was a story. I was playing uh, video games yesterday and it was like this multiplayer thing where, <laughs> you know, I'm playing with people from all over the world and this person was like, I could listen to your voice all day long. And I was like, well, I do actually host a very popular podcast. So <laughs> it was just a funny story. But <laughs> yeah, I would love that for sure. That's hilarious. Oh, and, and, and that's what you said. That's exactly what you said when I was on your show. And I'm like, okay, we're going to do it. So you're already you're already doing it. Like we have Culture Kids, which is um, an acting series because I'm an actor and a voiceover actor. We're putting you in it. We're putting you in it. We're putting your podcast in it. And then I created on She's All Over the Place, a segment of Culture Kids Wednesdays. And I'm like, oh, we're going to put you in that. And then here we are. You're in it. So it's people who like, like want to do something and they say it. But then the next step after that is apply action and actually doing it like 
being of the word. All we have is our word, you know, our word through community and people really taking that same power of the word and the ethics of what they want to help lift, lift. And Keith Grossman was just on like on a video the other day and he was telling talking about audience and community and how like an audience is when Keith Grossman is now the CEO of Moonpay. He was uh, the president of Time magazine for like a, a while. But he was saying there's a difference between audience. Big web, web three advocate. Love, love. Yes. So there's a difference between an audience and uh, a community. An audience is like you're scrolling through or you're seeing an article, um, an ad pops up, you read the article and then you move on with your life. A community is what we were just like talking about. They have the same alignment, focus, goals, like an artist or someone in the community. What you said, they pushed you like, let's do more episodes, please. They like, and they take you and they lift you, you know, they like, they rise you. So then the brand and the value of the whole community and, and everyone included goes up. So yeah. I mean, his words are probably more eloquent than mine, but that's like hard gist that I got from it. Now, also something that you said that I want to touch upon, because I know a lot of people feel the way I feel, and I'm just more vulnerable about it. And it took a long time for me to be vulnerable about it. So sometimes people aren't vulnerable. And sometimes it's easy for people to be vulnerable. I don't know. I can't speak for others. But that's why when I approach you, I'm like, let's do this, 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 this. Because even though we have community and we have communities, I still feel very alone. I still feel very isolated sometimes. And I like holding hands and doing things together. Even if we're in communities, we can still feel isolated and alone. So I would love to hear from you about that and what you think. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I don't think it's talked about enough in the space, like mental health and like well-being. I, I personally love working remotely. And I love the fact that the, this space is worldwide 24-7. That's a very cool thing. But you know, we did have the market crash and we're a little bit of a bear market. So there's less people who are active there. And so, I mean, you know, stuff like that, people are definitely can feel alone in this space, um, even though there is so, so much community and you're in so many discords and you're on Twitter and there's millions of people talking and engaging. But um, I think, you know, just making sure that you take care of yourself and your and your mental well-being. Like this space moves so quickly and you want to be a part of it. But taking at least like a day or a couple days or like last year, I took an entire week, shut off the phone, shut off the internet and the computer. And I did stuff with friends and with family. And I, you just have to kind of make sure you're taking care of your mental well-being as in this space for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because your podcast is all year long. Mine's in seasons and you are all year long. So, you know, so taking a week off is, whoa, like, okay, a week, like <laughs> no comparison, but I took, you know, I take like four to six weeks, <laughs> you know, like off when I end the year to start the new year. I don't like I ease into it. But so how do you do it through the year in your first season? Because it's all very exciting, you know, but as you so you'll maybe feel it more this year, because it's like, okay, maybe some of those endorphins aren't will still be exciting, but maybe not just exciting in different ways. But how are you going to how have you reflected to implement to make sure you're taking care of your well being week to week, just staying through the whole you know, for the next three months, six months and for the year ahead. Yeah, that's a great point. Because, you know, I've spoken at I don't know how many conferences last year. So there is the podcasting, which is a weekly thing. Luckily, I only do it once a week. You you do it a lot more than than that. Um, and then, you know, every month or two, there is a conference that I'm either a media partner of or that I'll be speaking on stage at. So, you know, you just really have to be mindful and 
just put some time aside to take care of yourself. And last year, that, that's why I took an entire week off because, you know, I was doing the community manager thing for and at Base Fish Mafia, the NFT project. And I was also podcasting. I was doing consulting and you just get so wrapped up in it. And I was just like on the brink of like burning out. And I, you know, we drove to Savannah and just took a week. So you have to get to a point where you don't get to that point um, where you preemptively taken an, an entire day yeah. to step away. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's important to have a personal life as well. You know what I mean? Like me, I'm a workaholic. So married to my career, that's how it was for like, you know, a long time. Like that was my, I was married to my career. That was like my slogan, you know, for like ever. But yeah, then it could get very lonely being such a workaholic and not actually having a personal life. So it's important to have that balance, you know? And I think a lot of people listening can identify, especially the ones in America, because we're taught, you know, to hustle and bustle and work like so many hours. And, you know, it's important to have that space for yourself, that personal time, no matter how it is, you know? So thank you for sharing that. That's really, really, really important. Yeah. It's just like when I yeah. go to, when I went to DecentralCon and we also had the Women's Web 3 Summit too, like there was all this stuff going on during Art Basel. I just, when I was going there, I was like, yeah, I'm going to hit this uh, conference. I'm going to do my speaking engagements. And then I'm also going to do stuff for myself. Going to NFT NYC, like I love New York City. I'm a huge like fan of New York. I'm from New England. I am going to do a lot of things for myself when I get to NYC. Um, I'm going to do what I need to do at NFT NYC, but I'm also going to set aside to hit up, you know, some pizza and and the things I love to do in New York, catch a Yankee game. Uh, so yeah, you know, just preemptively. Can we go to a Broadway show? Huh? Do you like Broadway shows? I have seen a few. Like it, it depends. Like if it's the right Broadway show, I'd love, I, I love to hit a Broadway show for sure. Like Bruce Springsteen's on Broadway. That would be cool. Yeah. Okay, fine. We'll go to that one. But look at TKTS because it's like a kid in a candy store. You go 15 minutes before the show and you get him half off. So that be fun for us to go to like a Broadway show together or something. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. I'd love that. We can run around, take photos and stuff yeah. in like the heart of the Big Apple. That'd be super cool. Let's let's do that. We'll punt. Absolutely. I've seen a lot. Like this is the thing. If you don't like plays or Broadway shows, but if you're in New York City, of going to a show on Broadway is an experience. Yeah. So like you have to do it for sure. Yeah. It's just the dynamic of the energy, you know, the excitement, the rush. That That's what I like most about it. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to like plan like a proper like photographer and photo shoot so we can be like uh, independent podcasters bossing next to each other. You know what I mean? It's like a duo. I think we should do like some comedy skits too because of your voice, how like people love your voice. And it's like ev everywhere in spaces, everyone's like NFT and chill. Like that'll be like the name of spaces. And I'm like, yo, that's the name of your podcast. Like yeah. people will be like chill spaces. Like people, I'm like, yo, I'm like, that's me. Like he's the one, you know, but it's a vibe. It's it a culture. A it's a vibe. And you are the heart of it and in it. And which also leads me to, I know I see you in a space as often. I don't know if you were there last night, but Leap. Yeah. L-E-A-P. Um, were mm -hmm. you in a space last night? I was. Yeah. He's got great spaces. Yeah, he has great spaces. So Blau was on the stage for like three hours. Oh, it was a while. It was like a few hours. And they're all getting him. Like when you were telling me the story about the community, how they push you to record more episodes, they were brainstorming with 700 people in the room on for him to do some kind of thing to add value for the moment, to capture the moment. And he's going to, you know, strategize, prepare it, blah, blah, blah. But the same thing, like I see some similarities for that one, the community really adding value and going 
going that way. But the other thing is you mentioned your voice. Like he has this sophisticated, soothing voice where I remember a few weeks, he doesn't know this yet, but because um, but, they had a thing about his voice like last week and there he was like, I, I don't like my voice. And people were like talking about his voice. But like literally a few weeks ago, I was in bed and, and I was like, I don't know. I just couldn't go to sleep. And I just wanted to like a, be soothed. And I just wanted to hear something. And I literally put on spaces and I fell asleep just listening to his voice just because like it gave me that like assurance and safety and I was like a part of the that's what community is but there's this thing in voice where you know right and people tell me like I was just on with Metaverse Radio uh, yesterday and I'm gonna hook you up with them to have your podcast stream on Metaverse Radio they own like all the patents for it or whatever blah 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 it's massive Metaverse Radio it's metaverse.radio check it out and they sh- I'm, I'm in the Metaverse the first Metaverse Hall of Fame uh, with my music you know um, especially being a female musician and they stream my music in Metaverse Radio nonstop. And I had a talk with, um, you know, the creators yesterday for a while, and uh, they want my podcast streaming in Metaverse Radio. So I'll, I'm going to do that with mine. And I'm like, yo, let's do the Women Empowerment Series, Series 4, the Women Empowerment Series, because then, like many people will hear the Women Empowerment Series. It's work I've already done. You can repurpose the content. It can just be 24 hours streaming. I'll get that going. And then what I'll do with yours is have yours on like a different day or something and it has its nft and chill has its own spot so it'll be streaming in metaverse radio and then our friends over at near protocol my friend jeff gold who created near hub creates metaverses so he made my metaverse uh, podcast studio and so i can have him make you a, a metaverse podcast studio he made him metaverse radio their own studio like music studio and metaverse radio so then that so this we can collaborate this is what you do this is what i do so we can we can do it together so let's follow up and talk about that yeah absolutely i would absolutely love that I'll have to look into Metaverse Radio. That sounds really awesome. But, you know, I'm all about supporting each other, collaboration. Like that is how creators come out of nowhere, like myself and like your podcast and, you know, get to the top. Um, it can't be done without people supporting other people. I mean, if you're, if everybody's supporting Joe Rogan and his podcast, then what else is there? You're just going to hear that. And there's, there's no other voices in, you know, the stratosphere there. So, you know, find some independent creators, find some small artists, uh, find anybody who isn't like already at the top of the mountain and support them. I mean, I, that's what I'd like to do. I like to find, uh, you know, small artists. That I, I've had a few people who've done the artwork for my podcast are uh, smaller NFT artists. So that's the big thing. I mean, if everybody is already like huge celebrities and influencers, then this space is the same as Web 2. Web 3 is about how anybody can get into the space, no matter where you're from, no matter who you are, no matter your gender, your age, or any of that and you can create you can carve out a niche and you can become you know what the kid who did weird whales was 13 years old and he's a millionaire now uh so wow yeah anybody can come into this space and create do you know was it on ethereum do you know where it was where the drop was yeah it was ethereum i actually met him when i was speaking at nft london benjamin I can't remember his last name now, but cool. 13 year old yeah. kid. He was the one who he created weird whales. You can look it up. It was a huge thing about a year and a half ago. And yeah. Do you know where he's based? He is based in London, I believe. So by going to international conferences, you get international alpha. You know what yeah. I mean? It makes it cross pollinate in a, a massive way instead of just keeping like in your own circle. And with social media and stuff, we're able to, you know, connect in different ways, but going to IRL events too. So speaking of NFT artists and projects, um, not, I mean, we can shill away, not selling in a 
away, but just to share, like, you know, not brand partnerships or whatever, but any projects that you're bullish on that you're, you're really vibe and artwork that you like, any uh, shout outs you want to give to any um, NFT projects and artists out there? Yeah, you know, the NFT scene, like last year, it had that huge like boom and it was like a gold rush. But as far as, you know, and everything has slowed down, NFT projects have slowed down. They've, you know, they've lost value, even board aves. But Pudgy Penguins, um, you know, I interviewed Luca or the founder. It was it was kind of an interesting story. Like the community kind of took over the project and they appointed, you know, Luca as the, the president, CEO. And when we were at DecentralCon Austin, we were both on stage together and he was laying out this plan for the project to make it profitable and, um, you know, to push it into the future. And, you know, the, that project has gone up in value tremendously. They're doing like toys and action figures, all kinds of stuff with people's PFPs. You know, that is a project that I respect in this space for sure. Uh, Base Fish Mafia, of course. I mean, it's been around for 18 months. It's been active. That, mm-hmm. that is a difficult thing to say for NFT project. It's one of the early ones. Wag Me Wines is another great one. And I, I love Surge. Surge Women is a great uh, NFT project. Love what they're doing on an education. I mean, there's so many. It, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I, I try not to go for the big ones, the ones that people can't afford and are like exclusive just finding good projects that are where the founders are still active and still trying for sure which ones are big ones that are are like exclusive like which, which ones are those yeah i mean like the board yacht clubs the crypto punks the uh azukis trying to think of some more you know when people if you ask a person who's like not too into the space but they know about web3 and nfts there's you know those five projects they'll be able to name but other than that you know it's tough. It's interesting you say that. And I ask because um, it's the first time I've heard anyone say that. It's it's the exact opposite. They're like salivating, like, ooh, I, I want that NFT. I want that NFT. So it's like, it, it's it's surprising to hear. V Friends would be another one. V Friends. Oh. Oh, I'm yeah. a total V Friends. I, yeah. I have I have series two. Yeah, I have a great, great one, actually. <laughs> um, I keep it a secret, though, but I do. <laughs> But do not forget, I have to tell you something like really important about um, V-Friends. When we're done, just don't forget because I have something really cool for you. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely remind you for sure. Don't forget. Okay. Listen, so let's talk about, let's pivot and talk about DeFi. What's up with DeFi? Like, okay, so Stefan Rust is on the show. He's the former CEO of Bitcoin.com and he explains DeFi. So that's like an awesome episode. I'll put it in the show notes uh, if you want to hear more in depth about DeFi, but you know, for someone just listening and tuning into this episode, what is DeFi? Uh, why did you get involved? How'd you get involved? Like what's what's the vibe in the alpha with DeFi? Yeah, so it's an interesting topic. Like I, I have always been a big proponent of decentralization and DeFi. Like I think if you look at what at least we have done in the United States and the global economy and our economy here, like look what happened in 2008, our dollar, you know, the inflation keeps growing and our dollar keeps going, getting less and less. So decentralization, I think is the way to go. So when you talk about DeFi, like look at what happened this past year with centralized exchanges like Voyager Celsius and FTX. I mean, that everybody knows what's going on with FTX. So mm. that is what a centralized exchange is. You know, it is an exchange that still has a lot of its foot 
in the Web2 world as far as banking and finances go. Now, DeFi is where, you know, like Uniswap, OneInch, Curve, like those exchanges to where you don't have to lock your money up in an exchange. And there's not a ton of fine print that you have to make sure you know what it is because, you know, people on Voyager, all their stuff got locked. All their stuff, all their, you know, assets are still locked up to this day, eight months later. And there's all this stuff going on in court. You know, FTX is the same way. The customer's funds were being used to, you know, with for loans and they were being leveraged. And when loans defaulted, customers are the one that took the brunt. So that's why I believe in DeFi. If you have a wallet, like a hardware wallet or like a, a Zengo wallet, which is my personal favorite, you can buy Ethereum Bitcoin on Uniswap and then keep it in your own wallet. You don't have to keep it on an exchange. So, I mean, that is kind of just the basis of DeFi. Very cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Um, I definitely want to explore more. It's um, just by the way, <laughs> I didn't say it, I don't think at the beginning of the episode, this is not or ever financial advice. It's just caring and sharing with information we've learned and uh, tried out along the way or interested to, you know, find out. So th- again, this is not financial advice. Do your own research, listening, asking questions, um, you know, so someone might hear Voyager and then like, go look it up and then read about it. <laughs> so yeah, very cool. Very cool. Any other thoughts on? Uh... So just just basically real quick, because you gave the little disclaimer. Yeah. You know, if you are going to keep your money on an exchange, make sure you know what the fine print is the terms of service, make sure you know what you're getting yourself into so that you know the risk. You know, Coinbase is a huge company. I don't want to say that it's too big to fail because like we've seen with FTX and even banks on Wall Street, nothing is too big to fail. So, um, well, Gary V, he, Gary V backs Coinbase as well. Yeah. Coinbase is a good exchange. They have enough, uh, you know, in their, tre- you know, treasure chest where they can withstand for a few years if an issue comes in. But that being aside, I I still diversify your portfolio and keep things off chain, keep things off exchanges for the big thing. Yeah. That's kind of my just words to the wise. Yeah. Love all that. Love all that. Seed planted, note taken. Uh, With that being said, since you mentioned some of the things, securities that you just mentioned, uh, I would like to say that, um, you know, I do have a seed phrase and I'm going to share that with you now. So get your pen and paper ready. (laughs) Kidding. That's the number one thing you don't do. You never, ever, ever give anyone one word, your seed phrase, Ever. You have a seed phrase and then you have a password. It's like having a bank account. You would never give anyone your bank account, right? You have a bank account, you have a checking and a savings. You have a savings where it's locked. You have a checking where it's functional. Things go in and out and you might give your, you know, a wired bank information carefully to wire funds or something like that. But you have your seed phrase. So you never give out your seed phrase ever. And then you can have multiple wallets with that seed phrase. And so like I have multiple wallets and I diversify, like you mentioned, my portfolio. But with all the, you know, with the wallet hygiene, with everything that's happening in the space right now, it's been close to home so many times. Like I heard about things and it was like a a short distance or like even a a little bit of a medium distance. Now there's been personal friends who I've known since day one, since being in the space. I've been in the space since 2018. Some wonderful people, like unfortunately, you know, Kevin Rose, who has the proof 
Collective Collective. He has a huge podcast. You know, they took millions of his assets just from one of his wallets. And I guess that was just one of his wallets. But, you know, not even the millions, even like, you know, some other friends, um, valuable NFTs that you mentioned and some other ones that are valuable in the community, you know, blue chip to blah, blah, blah. It's just with scams and bots and things of that nature, we really need to be very careful. And like, so you can, what I'm going to do, so you can have them in a cold wallet, a ledger, right? A ledger. And if you're uh, some alpha here, if you go to Solana Spaces in Hudson Yard, right? Or call them or whatever, you get 50% off everything in the whole store and they have a ledger and you can get it 50% off. So if you want a ledger and it's a couple hundred dollars, but you don't want to spend that and people don't, that's why a lot of people don't have ledgers because they are quite costly, although they're valuable, but they've had a couple like inventions of like new ones already. And it's like, oh, I'm just going to wait till like the new one because I'm going to have the outdated one, which is difficult. So Solana Spaces, you can um, get your ledger for half off, which is amazing. And the other thing is I decided I want to just like hold the phone on the assets that I do have and just start a new seed phrase and like have a whole new account and then and, and treat that as like my burner and just do like some new uh, purchases from that just because I don't because my portfolio is growing nicely and there's sentimental value because you associate those NFTs not with just a JPEG, the utility, the friendships, the events you go to, you know, the communities that you're a part of. And when what happens is my friend, it's devastating. She had 45 valuable NFTs um, stolen from her just like less than a week ago. She's been in bed for four days crying because you associate going on stages and teaching meditation and you associate with all the work that you've put into Web3, your work, your community, who you are, your friendships, you attach it to those NFTs. But I had to like remind her, like you still have your communities. You still have all the work you've done, everything you've put in. Although, you know, those were scammed and taken away. Hopefully we can help her in the community recover some of those. But we attach so much to that thing. It becomes very detrimental life. It's like all or nothing, fight or flight, up and down. So we have to remember to remember about community, how it's important. And like when you have some things that are valuable, not to like put them all in one thing and like nothing's ever 100%. So that's my rant about everything I just said. I would love to hear. I hope I like fueled you up because I would just love to hear like all the stuff you've learned and all of the thoughts that you have about, you know, wallet hygiene and safety and things of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the biggest thing. For the most part, I would say 90 whatever percent of the ways that people get scammed is from FOMO, uh, moving too quickly in the space. Uh, so I've found, you know, this is why it's NFT and chill. Um, I try not to prescribe the FOMO. You know, if you see a tweet like last week, uh, Porsche had their NFT drop and there were so many accounts that looked exactly like the main account. And they were saying, you know, the NFT drop isn't going well. So we're listening to our community and the drop is free now. And they had a website that looked exactly like Porsche's website. And they also had like a counter saying how many NFTs were getting supposedly given for free. A lot of people lost uh, all their money, all their crypto from that scam. And it's because they were moving too quickly. They saw this thing that was too good to be true. They had a fear of missing out on it and they hooked up their wallet to it. And that's how people get scammed. If something seems too good to be true, like Bored Apes is not, they don't have a new collection coming out and it's not free. And just try not 
to have that fear of missing out to the point where you are going to put your assets and everything you have at risk because of that. Uh, patience is a virtue in this space. Look at what happened with Ethereum. When it got down to 800 over the summer, If I bought a ton of it for one. And, you know, it's about patience. If you believe in, you know, what you're buying, you shouldn't let your emotions and the ups and downs of the daily tracker dictate that. Uh, I believe in Ethereum. This is not financial advice. I believe it'll get to 10,000 one day. So I'm going to be patient with, you know, what I'm doing with it. So that's my biggest thing about safety. Try not to move too quickly in this space. Double check your links. Yeah. Ask questions and make sure that what you're connecting to is actually the official stuff. And there's ways to do that by asking questions and double checking your links. Yeah. And uh, nothing's 100%. Nothing is 100%. Like I know there's um, the Google um, Chrome wallet guard that I downloaded. And then there's a search bar. So you actually copy and paste the link and you put it in there and it shows red or green to show you if it's real or not. I downloaded, I had no idea. My MetaMask my wallet, one of my wallets was, wasn't up to date. So I did one click from wallet guard and it showed me, walked me through how I could just update my wallet. And that was cool. Cause I was purchasing like five to seven NFTs. And all of a sudden I would get this text and the same thing. And I was like, what is this? And then I found out shortly after it was because my MetaMask wasn't updated. And that, that's why I was getting that message, but you don't know if you don't know. So, but even when you do something like a wallet guard or something, there's revoke.cash. So like I knew about it from a year ago from our friend Ollie Sabet. Um, he's amazing. And he taught us about revoke.cash when there was like this huge thing like a year ago. But you go there and you put in your wallet and you can see all the NFTs you purchase and, you, and it, it'll show you. And like, you just like revoke it, revoke it, revoke it. So then they can't do anything with the NFT that you purchase. So that's, that's super important. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. What revoking will do is it will show you all the sites, projects, NFT, like anywhere that your wallet is still connected to. Um, and that's, that's a huge thing. If you haven't revoked um, access to your wallet, like I, I went on and I still had my wallet was still attached to a website from like, you know, six months ago. So I revoked access and it doesn't cost that much to do it. It's just a little bit in gas. Okay. Let me give you some other news. Let, if you don't know about this, uh, Sobit taught me this too. So when you're on your MetaMask and um, you're in whatever wallet you're in at the bottom, it says connected sites. You can click the three little dots that say connected sites and it'll show you everything you're connected to. So I make it a habit every single time I'm on a wallet, every single time I look at connected sites and disconnect them. Manifold, any anyone, I always disconnect it immediately. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely. When I first did it, I was connected to like 14 freaking things mm -hmm. and no clue. And then even with how hyper aware I am now, I'll be like looking at something and I'll I'll look at it and there'll be like two or three I'm connected to. I'm like, oh, I thought I dismantled these. Like, so it's like, you have to just make sure. That's why I'm saying with like what I said, with what I have going on now, I think I'm just going to like start a new C phrase and do like a whole new thing and just let that sit for a while, go into a vault. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I definitely, as a social media person with you, 
I'm going, looking, and yeah, I got that Porsche thing. And they attach me with a bunch of other people, but I know, like, you know, and I know, but most people don't know. So what I do is I go to the top right and I say block. So it takes me off of it. So in case they attach me and they see any of my friends thinking like I'm attached to something and so they don't get FOMO, I'll block it. So it takes me off that tweet. And so none of my friends or followers can see that because they're trying to make me a part of their scam and they're trying to make you a part of their scam too. It's really important to block that when you see it, not just ignore it, but actually block it. So it's not there. That's being a healthy communicator and one action at a time. Yeah. 100%. Um, you know, trying to take care of people and making sure that people are safe in the space and have the education and the tools to be safe is, I think, is everybody's responsibility, especially like companies, brands, and projects who are coming into this space to make money. They should definitely have a responsibility to educate and give people the tools to be safe, in my interest, in my opinion. I agree. I love that. I think there should be like a new layer and foundation of when projects come in, there's the educational aspect that's focused on. I think that's that's really smart. Love that. So as we're like wrapping in here, gearing up, any last words of wisdom and maybe stories that you want to share? I mean, honestly, like I just, I love your energy in the space and the fact that, you know, we kind of grew up in the same area in Michigan and just I, you know, I've, I've definitely watched a lot of the series and, and movies you've been in. So it was very cool to get an email from, you know, your team and saying they wanted to come on the show. I was like, oh, awesome. And, you know, you're just a very down to earth person. And I just I really appreciate the fact that we're kind of on the both same wavelength with like community and supporting each other and just kind of coming up, bring, you know, getting everybody up in the space. I think that's awesome. And, you know, women empowerment, that's a big deal for me is just bringing as many people into Web3 as we can, creating awareness and just the fact that uh, you're all about that as well. So anybody who's listening right now, if you haven't left uh, Katie a review on her podcast on Spotify or on Apple, please go out and do that. That helps independent podcasters immensely and make sure you're subscribed as well. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I appreciate you. And after this airs, we'd love to have you back on the season and uh, just like talk culture kit stuff, you know, the culture of what's happening in Web3. Like we, we are the culture for the culture. So if you're up for it, we'll make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always up for, you know, for this and the culture of Web3. Uh, and I can't wait for Culture Kids itself. I'm very stoked for that and just everything moving forward. NFT NYC, you're in New York right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, just quick. I will be there in April for NFT NYC. Well, I'll see you then. And hopefully by then, you know, I think that actually will be a good time to do a screening. We'll do a screening of Culture Kids. We're shaving off a minute and a half of it. I think we just got a media partner today. We're going to get some more like Web3 media partners because it's going to be an international film festivals, which is really cool. And then we're definitely going to shoot a New York, a Culture Kids New York City edition. So we're going to have you in Culture Kids the next one. And maybe we just grab footage of doing what we do during NFT NYC. And maybe that will be some content we use for Culture Kids we see. I mean, literally, like, you know, the team. You know the team. We work effectively, yeah. efficiently with high quality. So it'll be seamless. Yeah, I would love that. I think that would be really cool. Like running around the streets of New York. Like that would be huge. Yeah. Yeah. So we, hopefully you didn't get your ticket yet and just extend it for an extra two days so we can have just like a, a day or two to like shoot and stuff. Like that'll be a part of like running around grabbing pizza, you know? 
going to see a show. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in for sure. That sounds very cool. We'll incorporate that into the show. Well, <laughs> this is the show. This is it. I mean, we're just, this, yeah. I mean, you'll meet Ari because he is the, um, he's the creative uh, strategic advisor in, in Web3 with the storyline. So uh, we'll have a follow-up call with him. Let him know the alpha. He'll be here. And he actually wants to be in it. He wants to be in the next episode. <laughs> Yeah, he saw it and he's like, I want to be in it. I'm like, you're in it. Of course, of course, you're in it. You are the culture. This is it. This is Culture Kit. So yeah, 1000. Cool. Yeah, I love that. That sounds very cool. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the year ahead. I know, you know, we had a rocky end of 2021, yeah. two, <laughs> and now 2023. I'm, I'm always optimistic, though. You know, I'm a I'm a positive person, so yeah. I'm just gonna plug NFT and chill real quick. If anybody wants to check out my podcast, NFT and Chill, it's a vibe. Um, we'd love to have you. You know, supporting independent podcasters is important. Yeah, we'll have your um links in the show notes below. But you want to just uh verbally uh let people know how they can find you on uh, TikTok, Twitter, social, um Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Even you're on you're you're really good on the LinkedIn too. Wide net as like a social media person, um I'm everywhere. So you can find either me or NFT and Chill on you know Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Tumblr, Logcast, TikTok. We're everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, uh, and it's just NFT and chill. So you'll find it. Very cool. That will be in the show notes. Mayor, thank you so much for joining me on She's All Over the Place podcast. Like Mayor said, if you're not subscribing, please do share this with one person. Definitely check out his podcast, NFT and Chill. It'll be in the show notes below. And uh, yeah, thumbs up, rock and roll for the culture. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki, over and out. (laughs) 